Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelley Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. This is a Soulfire production. Hello and welcome back, my fellow rebel souls. We have such a freaking treat for you today. Oh my God, I might actually be more excited than all of you because we're finally doing a Soul Sisters episode. Yay! You guys all get to meet the lovely woman in my life, my soul sister, Lori Aaron. Lori, thanks for joining me. Great to be here, Shell. Yeah. And this ain't no traditional interview episode, so don't get comfortable because she <laughs> and I are experimenting with a new format. And, you know, I talked to you guys about this when we relaunched in June and said we want to spice things up and bring more rebel to rebel souls. and play around and really, really kind of find different ways to come at the juicy content that we bring you. And one of the ways as, well, Lori and I are going to talk to you about this journey, but as she and I have been on this journey together, we thought, you know what, we have some really yummy conversations about all things soulbatical and life and rebelling for what matters most to us in our lives and in the business. And we're like, why don't we actually just hit record? <laughs> so, so that's what we're doing. So this is the beginning of that. And Lori, I'm really excited for you to like, this is like your coming out party in the Rebel Souls community. Right? It does feel like that. You know, Shelly, and you you and I have been doing this now for a little while, and it does feel like it's the best kept secret. So I'm happy, I'm happy to come and open the kimono and be with the community and, and the listeners that you have brought into this group. Um, I feel alive and I feel full when I'm in these kinds of dialogue with you. So I'm excited to go up for us today. Yay, exactly. And so, I mean, all right, fellow Rebel Souls, you guys know nothing that we do on this podcast is planned. It's organic and we follow the energy. We see what comes up in the moment. In this case, Lori and I had two words in our minds as we were kind of, we were actually thinking about a number of things going on in our lives and business and one of the, the two words that keep coming up for us again and again, I would say, Lori, tell me if you agree with this, probably more in our lives than in our business right now is living soulbatical. Oh, hello, sister. Yes. You know, we're going to get into this. Like, why did I join this mm-hmm. body of work and this mission that you have so beautifully created in the world? Um, we'll get into that. But Right now, the principles that are part of a sabbatical life are coming to life right now for me in ways I never imagined. And it's actually pretty easy when I focus on it. You know, I teased out 
the principles from the book, you know, living on my terms and feeling successful versus success empty and just all of the things which we'll get into. I am so committed now with some of the shifts happening in my life to literally pull those off the shelf and apply them daily. And when I do, beautiful things happen inside Mm -hmm. of me and for the people that are in my orbit. So, you know, it's kind of like, and you and I have talked about this, it's like the keto diet. Like, you know what to do when you're on the, you know, all the rules and you either follow it or you don't. And I treat living a sabbatical life in a similar way. I know how to do this. You've taught me how to do this. And when I see friction or something happening in my life, I quickly apply my sabbatical principles, and there are many, and things start to shift. So I, I offer that as we get started, because for anyone who's read the book or anyone who's been following these podcasts, I will tell you as clear as the nose is on my face, the stuff isn't hard. You just have to do it. Yeah, it's truly. And I think that's why you and I continue to have this conversation. We've been each other's, really each other's accountability buddies. Yeah. And so, and I do, I want to take, I'm going to like rewind us back to the start of how Soulbatical brought you and I together because I want to start us there. I'll just finish this point because I love that you brought that up and it's like we are catching each other in moments where it's like ooh, slow down take a deep breath check in right am I am I living these principles and if I'm not where can I course correct and the beauty of sabbatical is it isn't as binary as keto it isn't I'm on keto or I'm off keto it's it's far more nuanced and I think there's more freedom but you're right it's like you know the pillars and you make them yours whatever that looks like for you it's perfect I mean I I like to use the word weave because I think for me, I have woven these behaviors, these thought processes, these actions into my life after reading your book. Let me just dive in and tell the story, right? Yeah, please take that, us back to what brought us together. Okay, so when I started stalking you, is that what you want to hear? <laughs> um, to well, put it delicately, you mean? Oh, come delicate. on, that's rebel I language. Really I love it. You. I'm not a stalker. No, and you um, didn't stalk I me. So, um, yeah, I'll never forget it. We were we were both a part of a coaching circle of just extraordinary coaches, this exclusive community of powerful people. And it was my first time meeting them all at a retreat. And I got your book. I knew you were in the circle. So I got your book, got on the airplane, read it from front to back on the plane. 24E baby was never more exciting than it was on my flight to Santa Fe. And when I saw you in the flesh, I just knew that I was drawn to you in sort of a divine way because the work that you put into your sabbatical book gave me the language, gave me the serum that I was looking for my entire life. P.S. There's so many things we had in common. I knew we'd be soul sisters. All that is another podcast. But the principles that you put into the words that that I saw and were reflected back to me, gave me permission to live that life. And it was at that moment, honestly, that everything started to shift for me. And then we shared the circle together for a weekend, as you recall, 
and we had breakfast together, our egg whites and toast. And we both looked at each other. And I think I said to you, Shelly, this isn't just a book and it ain't just a conversation. It's a movement. There is something massive here that is going to change the world. It is simmering now. It is headed to a boil. We have to get this word out to other human beings on earth. I need to be involved in this work somehow. I don't know how. I don't care. That will present itself. I just knew I had to join forces. And I would say we still haven't figured it out. We're just both in the front seat. We're both in the front seat. And, And I'm done trying to figure stuff out. I came from the corporate world, as you know, and I loved it. And I'm super grateful having had that experience. This is a different journey for me. This is, I've taken a hard right. I've taken a hard right and I am going down a path that honors me first, a life that I can choose to live on my terms. I am challenging the norm in ways that you've given me permission to. I've awakened that rebel inside of me and I've learned rebel's not a dangerous word. Rebel's (laughs) not an evil or bad word and it's not a motorcycle person. It is... It is that person inside that is dying to come out. And it's the part of me that most wants to be seen and heard. And you gave your book, your work, gave me the permission to let that out. And I'm just beginning. So, you know, um, God, I could talk about this stuff forever, honestly. It's so exciting. Well, and I... I love, I, I want, I would love for you to give the community a little bit more of a flavor of the massive transition you've been going through because this book gave you permission to get messy and awaken your rebel and step into this work in a really, in a big inflection point in your life, right? So can yeah. you talk a little bit more? Because yeah. I know your story, but I think a lot of our fellow rebel souls will relate to the fact that you had a big ass corporate job. And again, so that was not about leaving your job. It's about finding yourself but you already had this plan and this was like, oh, now I can see, right? So just talk a little bit about more about your sure. journey. Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, as you said, I came from the corporate world. In fact, I grew up in corporate. I worked for a Fortune 10 uh, company, a telecom company. I spent 27 and a half years all in with this company. I basically grew up there, had 14 different roles, lived in six different cities, lots of different opportunities. I primarily grew up as a sales leader, running regions, national sales teams, et cetera. And then had the great honor to be the chief of staff for one of our CEOs. At the time, it was the CEO on the consumer side of our business. Something started to shift for me there because I realized I was in a really, I was in a role that allowed me to express the things in me that I loved. I was doing Mm. my stuff for, in this case, for him at the time, and I just came alive. It made me realize for the first time, I now know where my genius is, and I loved expressing it in a role of service. So P.S., I became an executive coach. I got certified to become a coach because I wanted the stripes. I wanted to feel legitimate in the corporate space. So um, I spent all of my time and energy serving others you know, in this chief of staff role, My CEO retired, I chiefed for his successor, 
he moved on and then I chiefed for his successor. So great honor for about four years I chiefed. And I expressed myself in that role through the lenses of a coach. So I got to be coach-like in that role. Something in me, Shelly, started to brew. And I started to say to myself, I'm not sure I'm in the right space anymore. I know I need to do this work more in the world, my creative work, my servant work. And I'm not so sure I'm going to be able to do that here at corporate. So I left and retired. It was a beautiful ending and a beautiful transition that presented itself in a way that I could take advantage of it. Leaders moving on, I saw a window and then you know let the company know that I was going to leave. And that's when you and I met and, and I started this work. So I, I'm coaching, obviously, a trusted advisor and coach to senior leaders. I do a lot of work, believe it or not, with chiefs of staff right now. I have a program called Chief Space And I do a lot of the sabbatical work with chiefs. And it is so amazing. I've never, never felt more alive. Um, I will tell you, I want to tease out one of your principles, one of the sabbatical principles that's really come to life. Go for it, yeah. I learned really well in the corporate space to do the corporate speak, right? I mean, there's a world you live in when you're in corporate and it's, it's, I like to call it armor sometimes because you walk the walk, you talk the talk. And I was so good at the corporate thing, you know, the systems and the politics and the navigation and all the things. Um, And I say that, I say that with pride. I'm, I'm proud of that career and it served me well. I realized when I left that I was still doing the corporate speak. I hadn't Mm -hmm. yet shed it. I hadn't shed it, Shelly. And if I'm truly honest with myself, it gave me a place to hide. I realized I was hiding behind the language that we all use in corporate. You double click here, double click there. You're right. And this is what Brene says, right? She says armored leadership versus daring leadership. And I love that you're calling yourself out. I'm calling myself out because I'm learning myself. I'm learning about that, but I'm learning it because sabbatical has opened my heart and my mind to see things I was not able to see. Mm. And what you teach, you know, in, in in your work is, that deconstruction and reconstruction, like take out the stuff that's not working, create a life on your terms. And I'm, I'm getting goosebumps because that's the work I'm doing. And that's the work I'm teaching now. I'm helping to teach these principles with my chiefs. Um, Cause you have to take your clients where you've gone, or let me say it differently. You can't take your clients someplace you haven't gone. Exactly. That's why we go deep so we can take our clients deep. Exactly. And I mean, and take me off the table for a second. I mean, there's so many of us in the world who are living the life that someone else thought we should live. We're living on other people's terms and what other people thought we should do and what role <sighs> did we have. And I'll tell you, that's just from my experience, that's just not the way it has to be. Lori, what you just described is, I don't know if anybody's read, I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but Bronnie Ware's book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, the number one regret is exactly what you just described. It's that I lived the life that someone else expected of me instead of the life that was true to me, the life that I wanted to be living. 
And I, and I love that you said that because that is really, truly what sabbatical is all about. I wanted to say this too. Like some people have read the books. I work with a lot of people that have read the book and love it. And I think it needs to be said that sabbatical, in my case, I left my job, but it wasn't because of sabbatical. I left my job because I was ready to start anew. Um, sabbatical does not mean leave your job at all. It, it can absolutely mean living the sabbatical principles in your job. And then your job becomes really different, a different experience for you and those you serve. And those that are in your orbit. So I think it just kind of warranted a little soundbite there because sometimes that's misunderstood. Yeah. Well, you're exactly right. And I think that's part of our work. Right. And I, and I want to say that as you and I have started to do more together, the one thing that's gotten crystal clear is that sabbatical at its essence, like at its core is about rewriting the script of success. Totally. Right? And so you and I are calling each other on this every day. And I want to say this out loud for all of our fellow rebel souls to say that, you know what? We don't have to keep living these cycles of, you know, like eroding mental health and burnout and exhaustion and people pleasing and all of these things, right? Like waking up every day going, did I even climb the right mountain? You guys know my story, which is, you know, I sort of got to the proverbial top and went, God, like I have a sexy job and I've ticked all these boxes of success, but I feel kind of empty on the inside. I don't feel this fulfillment. And even in the world that you and I are creating today, Lori, like I remember saying to you the other day, like I'm tired sister. Like I remember just looking at you going, I'm exhausted. And you were like, well, then what are you going to do about it? Because we don't do our work exhausted. We take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's the accountability piece of it, right? That I see you and you see me and we are living the sabbatical principles. And when we see the other kind of go astray, we just gently remind each other, what would it look like if you took a sabbatical approach to that? How much space do you need to create for yourself so that you, you see this clearly? Then what decision would you make? And it's so important to take the time to create that space, is it not? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I'll, I'll out myself on this in this conversation, and you know this. I took a nap for an hour and 20 minutes before we got on here. And as you and I are recording, it's 428 in the afternoon. And the reality is, I said to you, wow, I booked myself at both ends of my days. I ran a big meeting this morning from 8 to 10 a.m. with some kick-ass senior executive women. And I signed myself up for a pod club with a friend's podcast club this afternoon, which sounds super fun. But it's literally on the opposite end from 8 to 9 p.m. And then you and I are recording. And I really believe in, you know me, when I show up, I show up. I do not want to show up for you as a sister and a business partner or this community on empty. I won't because then we're not living it. And you and I have been talking a lot lately about how we model this work. And for everyone listening, right, we want you to be 
ambassadors and soul models of this work because the thing that struck me the other day is we've all talked before about the new ROI ripples of impact. And then Lori and I were talking the other day and we were like, oh, wait, there's another one. It's ripples of inspiration. Because when I see Lori taking care of herself and going, no, you know what? I need, I need a break. I'm going to take a pause or there's absolutely no work and no email this weekend, or I'm taking my family and we're going away or whatever it is, or me saying I'm taking a nap before we're doing this so I can show up powerfully. We are inspiring each other and the, the ripples of inspiration to everyone in our inner circle, the next layer, the next layer, like our families, our people. And that's why I want to say it out loud to this community, because we impact people in way and inspire people in ways we don't even know. And Laura, you remind me of that every day. Oh, thank you, sister. I, I feel like I want to, I want to pause and go slowly on something that you said, which is, which is important to note. I think in today's world, when we see someone, you know, slowing down or taking time off or uh, canceling something or taking that nap, like somehow what society says is okay, isn't that somehow those things are seen as weaknesses, generally speaking, or, oh, she needs time off. She's burnt out. And you know, how do we go classify what's happening or classify what's happening to her? And I will tell you that the sabbatical principles teach you that that is not, that is not the meaning of slowing down and taking time off. Amen. It's that, it's that time off is training and fuel. In, in other words, when you say you're going to slow down or take that nap or, or build that boundary, I'm in celebration of you, sister, because I know that's where your creativity is brewing and you are caring for yourself. And that is modeling this work. It isn't like we got to go pivot because she's got a weakness because she's slowing down. Like it is just the opposite. And it may take a while for society to catch up with us, but that's the point. It's that we are in celebration of you creating that space that you need in your life. You know, um, so that is rewriting the script for sure. You, you have a lot of sabbatical principles in the book. And when I read it, certainly I can take all of them on because they're so effing beautiful. One that I really created for myself is called beautiful boundaries. And I literally call them beautiful boundaries because to me, they come from a place of beauty and what those, you know, listen, I've worked for corporate America forever. I get up at dawn, chug that coffee. I'm out the door and I start and I'm on the phone and it's, I don't even think and I, I watched you because we were, we you were really me. building our relationship when you were still there. For sure. Well, I don't do that anymore. I now have beautiful no. boundaries and I wake up and I have coffee in a mug now, not a paper cup. Oh, I'm wait, can we, door. Yeah. Can we just celebrate our mugs? Yeah. Cheers, sister. Oh, we got the Rebel Souls. Swag soon to be available. Rebel Souls. Beautiful beautiful. Okay, I'm sorry. I cut you um, off. I just had to. That's okay. But beautiful boundaries to me are really important. So it isn't just like, how do I wake up in the morning? It's my meditation practice. It's what am I saying no to today? What am I saying no to? I never used to say no. Because P.S., 
the value I had created for myself was always in service of others. And that meant saying yes to everything. And I realized, no, 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 I'm not doing that anymore. My value is no longer saying yes to everything. My value is when we connect and we do stuff like this, there's something I'm offering this discussion and hopefully our viewers. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody all the time. Well, and your value is in, if I can like drill a little bit deeper, your value is in saying yes to you. There your you go. value is okay. in saying yes to your truth, which is the beauty in these beautiful boundaries. It's that I am, I will only say the aligned yes to someone else's agenda, right? Yeah. And I'm more willing to disappoint someone else than I am willing to disappoint myself, period, end of story. And that's what I see you oh, living. Said, so beautifully said, you know, as a chief of staff, which again, I have to say, I loved you. The, the role is designed to be in service of another. And so for me, what that meant is give it to me. I've got it. I'm your gal. I can take it on. And I would delegate things and, you know, certainly some wonderful people helping me. But my value was designed to be, give me more, I can handle it. And so when I left that role and really stepped into living a sabbatical lifestyle, I had to shed that, the meaning of that, that the value is no longer in massively doing for other people. It's what you just said, honoring me first, living life on my terms. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not just a flash cut. You have to walk through this. And make the choices. And I've never been happier now that I'm living that way. I see it so much clearer now. I I love something you just said made me think of John Wineland, who used to be in the community that you and I met in. And he's somebody's work who I've always had a, a, just a wow. deep respect for. And his tagline is, fuck hacking, go deep. And... <laughs> What I, I was just thinking, and I think I say something like that in the book, and I've always believed this in my soul, that we have to do the work. That yeah. life is so full of like, what's the hack here? What's the hack there? What's the shortcut? What's the spiritual bypass? All of this stuff. We're so anxious to get to the thing that's yeah. not really a destination at all. It's part of the journey. So let's dig in and do the work and take the long road because it's so rewarding. <laughs> it's so rewarding and it ties into the rewriting the script of success. And I, and I would say it's not like there's one script of success that, you know, we're here and we're trying to get to there. Everyone's got their own script of success and they create it themselves when they start to really deconstruct what's happening and only put back into their lives the stuff that's going to work and, and keep them in their greatness that's when the script starts to get written. And it can be, you know, it's very loose. Like it can change with age and with chapters. And I hope that it always does. You know, Jeff, my husband and my kids, even they love sabbatical. And I think they love them. Of, <laughs> thank you. Um, I think they've noticed a change in me since I've embraced this work. Um, Ooh, what would they say? What would they say is the biggest change they've noticed well, in Lori wife and Lori mom? I'll tell you, I, I, I hope that my words come out right here because who cares? Power, Let's get messy. 
exactly. the power of living a sabbatical life in front of my teenagers who are going to be 14 beyond measure, Shelly, beyond measure. They see me saying no to things that I do not want to do, which is amazing, especially for a young girl too, right? They see me saying no. They see me speaking out loud and honoring my beautiful boundaries. They see my relationship with Jeff, which knock on wood has, I think, always been fairly healthy, but we're growing in some, some fun ways. So one of my beautiful boundaries or what I'm weaving into my life with sabbatical is more playtime with my husband. Yeah. Like that's a big thing for me. I need that. And so we do now and the kids get to see it and it's fucking funny and yes. around in the kitchen and, and sister, this is part of my script of success. It may not be everybody else's, but that's my sabbatical work. And it's priceless. Honestly, it's priceless. I love I that you a- shared that. Thank you. Because I wanted like, and I, I want to keep pulling more of like the, the, the juicy Lori that I know. Like I want more people because you are, I am watching you shed this armor. And I'm watching you blossom in, I have like chills from head to toe saying this. I'm watching you blossom in the most incredible way as you, as you play with all of these concepts and principles and frankly, make them your own. It's so beautiful. And I invite, I mean, this community, it's like, you know what? I want to sit down with every single human in this community. Maybe you and I will one day, right? Maybe we'll all gather in a big ass auditorium and like have our rebel souls thing, event, experience, whatever. I want everybody to have their own language. Thank you for modeling that. I want everybody to have their own language. They don't have to use mine. I know, I remember one thing you said to me at the very beginning, you said, and this is, you and I've gotten notes about this too. Thank you for putting language to something that I couldn't yet articulate. And I say yet because I know all of us will find that language ourselves, but how great if this becomes a starter kit, (laughs) it's like, great, hold on to this. It's somewhat of a permission slip, honestly. Yes, it's definitely the language. I mean, Shelly, there's nobody better than you (laughs) at language. Like you have- Except for Brene Brown. She's my hero. She's got her language and we're both huge fans for- Sure. I mean, I got her, her work and her vulnerability and shame work. It's the bedrock of everything, isn't it? But, but you had this, the sabbatical is a permission slip to me. It's a permission yeah. slip to live out loud, um, live the, live my truth and shine because of it. Um, I hide nothing and hold nothing back now. And I've never been that person. I've played it safe and I've been successful under my corporate speak. But when I get vulnerable and shed that, thank you, sabbatical, my real creativity and I think my real gifts for the world can be shared. It almost gets me to tears because it's taken me this long in my life to awaken. Yeah, to awaken. Yeah. Welcome home, sister. Honestly, it's powerful stuff. So. You're making me cry. Holy shit. <laughs> into this, I'll tell you, you know, I can only imagine, you know, what, what a great honor it will, it will be to help others sit in these same seats and see the shifts in their life. 
I think what I love doing most with you is, you know, we're starting to bring this work into the corporations and create new cultures, create new landscapes in the corporate space, which is, you know, a, a big part of my life and your life. And it's, that to me is really exciting because you can reach many and masses to invite them to this work um, in a powerful way. So I'm, I'm super excited for that. And we've got some workshops yeah. up the sleeve and um, that just feels very much on purpose. My I, I love it. And I feel like I feel called to drop a little teaser here because you were talking about you know, how you've rewritten your script of success. And you're right. We are the authors of our lives and our scripts will change by season. And we have the power, you know, to live our truth and to write those stories again and again and again. And we give you a framework for doing that, to really step into your power. That's what being a chief soul officer is. And so the little teaser for the community, and I know, you know, this community has been like, when are you going to come out with more stuff? And so you can thank Lori for arriving on the scene because she's actually helping this, you know, creative, visionary, word geek, you know, writer lady get, make shit happen. <laughs> like truly, like Lori's living this and going through this and we are in the messy middle of this together and Part of your genius is going, hello, let's like put rubber to the road, pedal to the metal and like make shit happen. And so one of the workshops that Lori and I are working on is literally called rewriting your script of success. And we're going to be launching it in the fall. And I don't think we need to say anything more about it because we're still figuring no, out no, exactly exactly what it is, but I wanted to plant that seed. And you know what? Raise your hand, shoot us a note, DM me, you know, DM at Solbatical on um, Instagram, send us an email. I mean, whatever, tell us you're interested. We want to know, but we want to go on that journey with more of you. So yeah, stay tuned. I've been so touched by, you know, we have just for the community to hear this, we've got this, this file called love notes. Mm -hmm. And they're beautiful, beautiful notes that have come to us from people who have read the book or have just joined the community and they're inspired by the, the posts and whatnot. It's such a treat, it's such a treat, I don't know what the right word is, to, to, to receive that and to see how this piece of work or this introduction of this work has really shifted people's lives. I love it. The other thing, you know, I won't forget sitting in our vibe room where we sat down with the whiteboard and we were kind of articulating, well, what does the next year look like? And we get so into our stuff. We're like, we got to write this down. We got to teach people this. We got to record this. Don't stop. Say that again. And, you know, to feel that alive about the work you get to do is, um, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty oh, powerful. I love Everybody it. Well, okay. So, oh my God, we're so, this is not a surprise. We have this moment, you know, probably 10 times a day. That's exactly where I was going to go. So in Lori's house, she's created this beautiful vibe room. And I know there's even more stuff that you're putting into it that I haven't seen yet. So I'm excited to get back there um, next month, actually. And I now have a Zen Den inspired by what you did. And so I want to, I just, I want to encourage, maybe even challenge all of our fellow rebel souls who are on this journey, it doesn't have to be a whole room. 
I get it. Like that, that feels like an embarrassment of riches. However, like what is that space? What is that sacred space for you where you just like, you feel held, you feel inspired, you, you feel calm. You can be, that's what we, we've started creating those spaces in our lives. And Lori, you're not kidding. Like we were in that room on fire. We were in that room on fire. It's called the vibe room. It literally V I B E. My kids are totally jamming on it because they, you know, they're teenagers. They love the whole vibe idea. So again, it's one of my beautiful boundaries. I wanted a room where there were no devices allowed, no TV, funky, cool space. It has Dallas memorabilia all over it because we live in Dallas right now. We're on our Dallas adventure. We won't be here forever, but right now that's what we're doing. So the whole thing is fueled by the rock we live on. And you'd be surprised when you create the space, all your creativity happens in that room. I mean, I walk in there and I close the farm doors behind me and I'm like, oh God, here we go. And I've seen your Zen Den and and had a hand in helping you Mm -hmm. play with that. And I think that's going to do great things for you too. So it already is. And it's where, you know, it houses all of the magical crystals that you and I bought on our adventure when I was down in Dallas and, and so many other things, the books I love and am, and am inspired by, and it's just, it's a beautiful space and it's got all kinds of cushions on the floor to just sit and be, and be still and allow myself that space and it's beautiful or allow myself to be all fired up. Right. I, I I love that. And, um, yeah, it just, it struck me that that's a cool thing to share. So I'm glad that's one of the things that we, that we landed on, you know, as you were talking earlier, Lori, I, I was reminded of a video that I recorded for this platform called the juggle, I've become a mentor on it recently. In fact, I think by the time this episode drops, it will be live. It's a a membership community that's really about the juggle of life. You know, it's especially for busy women who are moms and leaders and spouses and all the things like you don't have to be all of those things, but for the modern day juggle and mentors who can help you through various you know aspects of your life where you want a little guidance and some tools and tips and tricks and all of that. And one of the things that I talked about in one of the videos was what I called the torches of truth. And I think this came from a conversation I was having with you one day, and it helped me frame these kind of equations. Like, well, what are the torches of truth that help ensure we're forging our path, that we're on our path and not someone else's? And you've already said beautiful versions of each one of these, but I thought maybe this is a nice way to summarize what we've talked about and you and I are going to do many of these episodes so we can keep digging, you know, <laughs> pulling the, the layers and the layers. But the torches of truth that I talked about were values over validation. And you so beautifully talked about, it. I mean, that's really getting clear on our truth, what we value and putting the, you know, and using our values, top two or three values as the filter for what we want to create and the alignment we create in our entire lives versus 
all the other voices in the noise trying to tell us what success looks like and, and all the things. So before you go on to the next one, I yeah. want to something on validation because it's probably one of the biggest things that I've embraced in my sabbatical journey. And that is letting go of the need for external validation. Yes. And I say it specifically like that, the need for it, not it, but the need for it. I needed it. I no longer need it. Through the sabbatical work, I was able to identify how often I was seeking it. Even more importantly, how it shaped my decisions and how it shaped who I thought I was. And when I turned 50, I started to really let that go because you know what? It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. And it's just that simple. Well, validation is what leads us down that path of a life lived on someone else's terms, which feels empty. And again, bring my kids into this again, right? My teenagers are watching everything I do now. I work from home now, you know, COVID aside, I'm an entrepreneur now. I'm not leaving the house to go work in an office and they watch everything. And so when they start to see the shift in me of not, or let me say it differently, of making how I feel about myself more important than how others feel about me or my decisions or fill in the blank. They see that. Ooh, do they see that? And it sinks in and God, I hope, is it shaping them on their journey, which is my most important priority in the world right now is to help shape these children. So bottom line is letting go of that validation or the need for validation externally has honestly changed my life. And I I want to say, I'm not claiming victory. I have flare-ups. It comes back. But I remind myself now, ooh, why am I doing that? So I'm super super aware of it. Um, And you just gave me the serum, as I said earlier, the permission to go figure that out and just make the decision and do it. That's just one. And you've done Yeah. And you've done all the hard work to say, and by the way, sister, I'm on the same journey. Like, you know, like we just went through a whole speaking thing, right? I'm not going to say the name of the company or whatever it was, but I was really fighting and you saw me fighting like the external validation of a sexy brand to say that I, I was going to speak and then had spoken at a big, sexy tech brand who basically wasn't recognizing my value and wasn't willing to step up to a meaningful value exchange in bringing me on to do a keynote. And external validation in that damn voice in our heads is loud. And you saw me go through that. It was super loud. And I was like, this, no, this isn't about that. This is about my worth and about my beautiful boundaries, and about an even exchange of energy. And I walked away, and damn, that was hard. But that was values over validation. Values over validation, for sure. And I think the point, I'd like to make this point for the viewers, it isn't an overhaul. It doesn't have to be so hard to go from being somebody that loves validation to the person that doesn't need validation. It's done with a simple question. And the question you ask yourself is, what would this decision look like for you if you didn't care what they thought? 
It literally clicks you into gear. It's, the point I'm trying to make here is it's so simple. And we just don't do it until we do. Well, and creating the awareness, as you said, is the starting point. Creating that awareness, that's a beautiful question that you just posed. And then it's practice. Like everything else, it's practice. I came after values after we, because we, we did these in the vibe room, right? So, so there are four that I wrote down. And what I'm actually thinking right now is that you and I should do uh, an episode on each one of these. So I want to, let's say them out loud right now. Here's the other three. So we started with values over validation. I think we've given a lot of good meat around that. So maybe we're like, okay, that one's done. Boundaries over burnout, which you've already talked about so beautifully. I mean, beautiful boundaries over burnout. Permission over pleasing. So we've talked about permission, permission slips, and asking ourselves some simple questions. I think everybody on this podcast is probably heard me talk about the orange post-it permission slip I give myself every morning. And then the last is, you know, Brene's really courage over comfort. Yeah. Yeah. We choose courage. Like that's a big part of what it means to be a chief soul officer and to live soulbatical is the right thing isn't always the easy thing. In fact, most of the time it's not. But, you know, we look fear in the eye. We acknowledge it. We thank the fear for being there and reminding us we're alive and we move through it. And I just want to say one thing on that. It'll maybe be like a, a precursor to the episode where we talk about that. I firmly believe that is that there is comfort after courage, but there's also comfort before courage and or in place of courage. I think when people, when I have made my most courageous decisions, there is great comfort afterward. And it isn't necessarily either or. So I love to talk about that with you some more when we get to that episode. There's great comfort with myself and how I show up in the world when I've made those courageous decisions. Yeah. Well, let's dig into that because I think, you know, sometimes let's be honest, we're an uh, immediate gratification <laughs> culture and that's sure. not always immediate, right? Like sometimes you're just, you're in that messy middle. And, and I think that's a perfect place to wrap up too, because our commitment in doing these Soul Sister episodes is to be in the messy middle and to share behind the scenes and what you and I are working through and what we're living into in real time, what we're creating, how we're building this business, because we don't know the roadmap. We've got these principles. We've got these torches of truth. We've got a whole bunch of yummy language and a way of living and we're making up the rest. And we want to share that as we go. You know what I love about these is you ask everybody, what are they rebelling for? Or at least you did on many of them. And I know I, I do. I, I, still want do. My moment, I want my moment with that question. So I was thinking about it. And what I'm rebelling most for Shelly is living out loud. Why? Because I never really have because I never really have. And that's what I'm rebelling for. And I'm doing it now and it feels really good. And it isn't just for me, it's for those that I get to be in this house with that the people that I love, my friends, I'm living out loud. I'm bringing all of me and I'm being vulnerable. It's fucking scary, you know? Social media scares the heck out of me, but I'm doing it. Um, living out loud. I'm rebelling for living out loud because to me, that's a life fully lived. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm so glad you brought us there. I wasn't actually going to ask you the question, and I'm really glad that you brought it to that place because, again, ripples of impact, ripples of inspiration, the more of us that are living our truth, living out loud, modeling these principles and behaviors, we will change culture. We will liberate souls. And this is the path we're on, right? So thank you for that. That was absolutely. And that was a beautiful way to bring us home. So I am really, I'm feeling really warm and fuzzy, which is maybe an odd thing for me to say, but I feel warm and fuzzy a lot and that the world gets to know more of you and that you're on this journey with me and that now they know who this Lori person is, who I've talked about and they're getting to know you and and everybody will get to know you and me and the business and our beautiful mess. that we're making sense of every day. Thank you for opening the door and allowing me to walk into this work because it does feel like a really beautiful union and somewhat divine, right? That we were we were drawn to each other, but I think this doing this work is not about me, it's not about you. It's about what we can offer the world and what we can teach the world and how hopefully we're going to change cultures and landscapes and all for the better. I mean, that's to me a purpose-driven life. We're starting a revolution, baby. Revolution. Exactly. We're starting the revolution. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Let's do a final cheers to our fellow rebel souls. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you loved behind the scenes. There's much more soul sister talks. This one, you know, this one was only the start and we're going to see, and maybe we'll choose some like really outrageous topics in the future. So if you've got ideas, share them with us as well. And uh, we'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye. Hey, Rebel. Thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at soulbatical.com and follow me at soulbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?